It is Tuesday, September 3rd, and this is the rally. Well, it is here. It's a one-game playoff between the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders and the Syracuse Mets. That's today at 105 at PNC Field, and that means yesterday didn't go quite as planned for the Rail Riders. Either a Rail Riders victory or a Rochester Red Wings victory over the Syracuse Mets, and Scranton-Wilkes-Barre would be on a bus right now down to Durham, North Carolina. Instead, here we are today getting ready to take on the Syracuse Mets, so let's first take a look back at yesterday. And it was a 5-3 defeat at the hands of the Buffalo Bisons, who scored twice in the first inning before the Rail Riders got an RBI single and a run scored by Bravik Valera in the bottom half. So they trailed 2-1. And then Buffalo added a run in the second, a run in the third, and the Rail Riders found themselves down 4-1. But leading off the fourth inning, Mandy Alvarez wanted to help Scranton Wilkes-Barre take a chunk out of the lead. 1-1. One one. Pitch to Alvarez. He swings and flies it down the left field line. This one's straightening out to the warning track at the wall, and it's gone into the bullpen. He faded it back over the tree line into the middle of the fairway, and Mandy Alvarez circles the bases with a leadoff homer here in the fourth inning. So the Rail Riders trailed by a pair, but Buffalo played it a run in the sixth inning with a Forest Wall home run. And that made it 5-2, so the Rail Riders have some work to do. And in the bottom of the seventh inning, they got a leadoff bunt single by Gosuke Kato. Two batters later, Billy Burns bunted for a single. And then Wendell Riho, who was in for Brendan Wagner, who was in for Trey Ambergie, had an infield single. And the bases were loaded with one out in the frame. And Edwin Encarnacion was at bat. Bases loaded, one out. The pitch... Half-hearted swing and a miss. It gets in the dirt and it gets away from the catcher. Here comes the runner home and Coteau scores. The other two runners advance as well. It's a strike, but the Rail Riders down 5-3 after the wild pitch by Kirby Steen. So that all happened while the big league rehabber Edwin Encarnacion was at bat. The run came home. It was a two-run game and runners were at second and third in the bottom of the seventh. But Encarnacion struck out swinging. Then Bravik Valera flew out to left field. And the Rail Riders settled for one run in the bottom of the seventh and a two-run deficit going into the eighth. The Rail Riders' offense never clicked into gear the final two innings, and Buffalo took it 5-3 from Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. As mentioned, Syracuse knocked off Rochester in its last game of the regular season, and so the Syracuse Mets are in town today getting ready for Game 141, a one-game playoff between Syracuse and Scranton-Wilkes-Barre that will decide the IL North Championship. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to sit down and chat with Jay Bell, the skipper for Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. He has an interesting perspective on the whole season, and we first wanted to know, with a season just about in the rearview mirror, a regular season in the rearview mirror, what his thoughts were heading into the final game of the 2019 campaign with still so much to be decided. Yeah, Adam, I, I think you're always reminded of how... Uh... Um, moment by moment and pitch by pitch, this this uh, game is really all about, and uh, it is certainly exciting. You know, it's it's uh, you know I go back to the days whenever I was playing and how exciting those two one ball games were, and this is kind of like a two one ball game. That's what that's what the baseball season really is all about, and it's and that's the beauty of 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 playing a uh, an entire season uh, that matters. Um, I know that uh, most of the leagues. Uh, below AAA play uh, halves, and which there is some there's some pressure in that also. But to play a full season and uh, um, 
uh, where each game means something uh, is is uh, is uh, it's just a, it's a, that's what makes the grind so long during the baseball season. But that's the beauty of it too. And uh, whenever I look back at uh, at this season, I, th- I think about uh, you know so many different things that that uh, that happened and the people that that were part of our um, the success that we've had. What I'm probably most proud of is the fact that that we have uh, maintained um, a nice style of play that that uh, has been evident over the last five or six years here. 29 New York Yankees have gone to the injured list, and that's certainly affected this roster from meet the rail riders before we even played a game this year to this point in time. So many moves made over the course of the season, so many players that have factored in. I do want to get your thoughts on one player specifically, Ryan McBroom. You know, through and through this season with Mike Ford and Kyle Higashioka and guys that we've had that have gone up to contribute to the New York Yankees, McBroom has been a guy that up until that trade that kind of shocked me, shocked this system, I think, he was a guy that was an MVP caliber player. And I don't think we're here today, certainly without a lot of guys, but that bat, no matter where you put him in the lineup, it was a fun season to watch from Ryan McBroom. I'm a little partial, but I think that Ryan McBroom is the, is the MVP of this league. Um, he did everything that he needed to do to, uh, to earn that award. Um, you know, there have been a couple other guys that I can name that uh, that have had a terrific season that that certainly um, um, bear mentioning. But um, a guy that had a phenomenal season and mattered as much to our team, uh, to any one particular team, uh, I don't think that uh, I don't think that we could have done it without Ryan Broom. Um, first of all, he's, he was a pleasure to, to be around. He, I had him much of the last two two seasons. You know, he split split time between here and, and uh, Trenton last year. And uh, man, I, I tell you, he's he's an easy guy to pull for. When you hear uh, the fans here in Scranton um, yell his name, you know, whenever he comes to the plate, you know, there's uh, it's it's uh, pretty special. It's pretty. Um, pretty evident what he did, um, not just for our team, but for our city too. And, uh, you know, um, it was just a fun season to watch. And, and you're right, Adam, I don't think that we could have done, um, I don't think we would be where we are without, uh, without him being in the lineup every day. And not just at first base, but in right field too. And that's what was amazing about his season was that he went out there and he played, uh, he played a, uh, um, a position that he's he's familiar with, but it's not his everyday position. Whenever um, uh, Logan Morrison was here and he was splitting time with uh, with Mike Ford at first base, it forced Ryan to right field, and he did a fine job out there for us. So it wasn't just uh, his bat, but it was his defense too. Finally, for you, as you go through the ebb and flow of such a long season and get to that very last game that still means something, you've been around baseball for a very long time. Is there something that catches your attention, uh, something you learned this year, a memory you'll take away about how you view the game, how it changed this season? I mean, it's a different game this year than it was last year. That's certainly especially in AAA. But is there something that you'll garner from this to lead you into next year? Th- there were so many things that happened this year, you know, and, and really it was kind of a growing experience for me too to see how um, 
this this wonderful beast of what we call triple a is all about uh to see uh, the moves that uh in the in the daily um the daily uh communication that we had with New York, you know, and to, to actually pay attention to what's going on in New York because it affects us so much. You know, I thought it affected us last year in double A, but it doesn't. It, it doesn't not not near to the extent that it does in triple A. And so what was fun for us is is being able to turn the T V on and seeing some of the guys that mattered here matter in New York too. And uh, I don't think that uh, uh, and matter of fact early in the season um, Aaron mentioned um, how pleased he was with what was going on here uh, so that they could have the success that they've had. And, um, you know, just the number of players that we've had in here. And we were just talking about it just a minute ago with 83 players have been on our roster. Uh, 82 have actually physically been here. Of the 82, 81 have actually played, a, played a, uh, an inning. And uh, it's it's exciting whenever you whenever you have um, so many players contribute to the success of a team. And what what uh, happens is that you 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 sell a message, and hopefully the guys buy into it. And uh, you know for the most part this year the guys have bought into it. They've done an extraordinary job. They've been. Um, They've truly been enjoyable to uh, to be around on a daily basis, to get to know nearly a hundred players um, over the course of a season is is difficult, um, but it is uh, uh, the challenge is worthwhile, and I have loved every second of it. A big thanks to Jay for being our pregame guest yesterday, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. We've got pregame coverage at twelve thirty-five with first pitch beginning at 1.05 from PNC Field. Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, and Syracuse getting set for a one-game playoff. Urban Santana gets the ball for Syracuse. Adonis Rosa, 6-0 with a 3.62 ERA, gets the ball for Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. I'm Adam Giardino. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later today.